In this episode of Fictional Hangover, we talk about man, vampire scrapbooking, too much hairbrushing, and majaculate in our discussion of Club Dead by Charlene Harris. Welcome to Fictional Hangover, a podcast about young adult and new adult books, series, authors, and voice actors that is full of spoilers. Spoilers, 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 spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. <laughs> I'm Amanda. And I'm Claire. And today we're going to discuss Club Dead by Charlene Harris. Spoilers, 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 spoilers. <laughs> Standard disclaimer. If you haven't read this book, please remember that Fictional Hangover is all about spoilers. If you haven't read or listened, or maybe watched season three of true blood kind of a little bit and don't want to be spoiled (laughs) stop listening to us and go read or listen to the book or watch season three of true blood question mark and then come back if you haven't done this but want to pretend that you have or if you don't care about spoilers or if you just love us so much that you don't care about any of that then listen up spoilers 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 It's fantastic. It's fantastic. Everything is really great. Everything is awesome. (laughs) Yes. I'm not breaking into that again. That was no. Don't do that. that. Don't do that. Does everyone love my fancy new background? Fancy. You (laughs) too. My scarf. A background just like that. If you go to our Redbubble store. Yes, it's actually a scarf. Yes. And you can have it as a scarf. And you can also have it as a throw blanket if you need a throw blanket. I changed the pattern on the throw blanket so it looks like this. And it's not just the one big giant logo. Mm. But you can get that on your duvet. A duvet. Don't forget that Fictional Hangover on Redbubble, you can buy your duvets. <laughs> Oh my god, duvets. Okay. The debate rages on. <laughs> <laughs> do you me? Do you me? Do you me? So, so. Background info? You know, it's really difficult to find good interviews with Charlene Harris or any information about these books because they came out so long ago. Mm. There's not a lot of good stuff, but I did find something very interesting on popsugar.com. And uh, they did an interview with Charlene, and they asked, can you share something about Sookie that people don't know? And she said, gosh, I can't think of anything. She's pretty much an open book. She always shaves her right leg before her left leg. Me too. Not me. I, I don't. It doesn't matter to me. Some days I'll do one, and some days I'll do the other. I do because of, Brit. you know, I put my leg on the toilet seat. And the, yeah. where the sink is in location, that means I'm stretching over more for the right leg than I am for the left leg, which I end yeah. on. I mean, I I do the bubble bath and, and shave in the bath. And some days are weird because of my, because of my this. Mm. I don't like to get it wet. So, like, some days this arm is up in the air or, you know, when it's this way. And it's just weird and everything's awkward and... See, I don't bath. I the last time I was in a bath, I was giving birth. No bath, always no. bath. Shower, I'm a shower this girl. Is, this is a good question. Would you rather have a bath or a shower? 
this. Bath, bath, a thousand times bath. Also, because I've got all of this, I don't wash it every time I take a bath. I don't wash my hair every time I have a shower. But it's hard. I just, it's hard when you've got this much. Yeah, but it depends on where you put the shower wet. head. I just tie my hair up and then just put the shower head on, tilt it slightly so it avoids my face. Look, let me. You just enjoy your showers, and I'm just going to enjoy my baths. But I feel like everybody needs to answer this. That question. is true. Would you rather? I would love a wet room, though, like a proper huge shower with multiple heads and stuff. That would be, mm. <sighs> yeah, like the kind that you can have like twenty people in. It's just mm. shower party. A shower party. I mean, I don't need twenty people. I don't know if I like twenty people. I don't want to be naked with twenty people in the same. Hell, hell no! It's uncomfortable enough being in a swimsuit. And I mean, it just it just leads to a murder orgy, oh, which was last last was the last Suki discussion. But it will be yeah. brought up again this week, no doubt. <sighs> yeah, maybe. We've just skipped past it. We're not going to talk about it anymore. <laughs> Are we going to we talk, talk about, about our initial thoughts? Bit. Yeah, you know, um, it's not really an initial thought because I can't remember what I thought the very first time I read this book. But so revisiting it. I know, oh, so long ago. Um, I forgot how sweet Alcide is. I forgot Alcide was, was sweet. even in it. Well, you forgot him, <laughs> all of him? I, I knew Alcide was in, but I didn't realise, I couldn't remember that it was Club Dead. Mm. It's the same with another character that we've constantly talked about, but not talked about, who I thought was in it earlier. So I think I must have just swapped them over, out of desperation, oh, okay. for them to be in. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I honestly completely forgot that Alcide was in Club Dead and delightful. I love Alcide. He was. I can't wait until we get to the very, very end and we get to decide. You know, we ask a question: Who would you rather Suki end up with? It's like one of the because most important questions we've asked in a long, really long time. It really is. It really is. And I mean, right now. As much as I love vampires, I mean, Alcide is, yeah. Alcide is it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Let's dive into the summary and let's see if our yes. minds change. Let's. Okay. Yeah. Did you have anything? Did you have anything other than forgetting that Alcide exists? <laughs> More Eric. Oh, yay. Yay. Oh, Eric is so good in this oh, one, too. Eric is always good. Do you know who's not good? Bill. Boring Bill. Yes. Oh. Okay. A few months have passed since Suki, Bill, and Eric, and Sam. Oh, hey, look, right here in the very first sentence. <laughs> since I spent time Knew at the Maynard murder orgy. <laughs> this bloody murder you know, orgy I, just constantly yeah. pops up. Right there, right in the very beginning. Oh, no, I don't think we're going to talk about it again. Oh, my God, it's the first sentence. A few months have passed since Suki, Bill, Eric, and Sam spent some time at the Maynad murder orgy. The weather has gotten colder, and Suki has just gotten off a six-hour shift waiting tables at Merlot's. She comes home to Vampire Bill, expecting some hot and sexy times, but... No. He's busy on his computer and doesn't really pay attention to Suki at all. Warcraft man. Until... Warcraft. That's <laughs> what he's doing. He's playing World of Warcraft. No, he's not. He finally pays attention to Suki when he realizes that she's looking at his screen 
over his shoulder. It's porn. It's not porn. He's not looking at anything scandalous. Just a vampire from 1756. He shuts off his computer and tells Suki that he's working on something very important. But not for Eric. This is for the Queen of Louisiana. Suki laughs, but finds out that Bill is dead serious. (laughs) She tells him maybe she'll just leave him alone until he's finished with his project. And he agrees! Then he tells Suki that he's going to uh, Seattle for eight weeks. And if he doesn't come back, Suki should hide his computer and tell Eric everything. That's a l- I think he's lying. I think he's lying. I, I think that's a long way to go for a coffee. I mean, that's where it started, though. It, it may be. That may be the case. But eight weeks? Mm. It's, a, it's a long time. It's a long time. Well... Feeling utterly rejected, Suki leaves Bills and drives by the Bellflower place. She's jealous of all the renovations they're doing on their house ever since a random estranged relative died and left them tons of money. And oh, Bill realised he is Portia and Andy's great, great, great grandfather and felt bad for them, so he secretly gave him a bunch of money. Really? Could, could go either way. I mean, it's true. A random estranged relative did die. Mm-hmm. He is dead. He died back in the Civil War, so it's not a yeah. lie. Yeah. It's just he's still hanging around, which is a bit odd. Bill is her boyfriend, and here she is, scraping to get by. Well, if he's going to leave her to go on a secret mission, maybe she can pick up some extra shifts at the bar. It's not like she's got anything else better to do. Hmm. Before Suki can leave for Merlots, she's surprised by Bubba, who has been sent by Eric to keep watch over her until one of the others from Fantasia can get there. Bubba can't um, exactly hang out in the bar to keep watch over Suki on account of him being uh, the former king of rock and roll. So she plans to introduce him to Sam and stow him in his office. That doesn't happen, though. As Suki is waiting to introduce Bubba to Sam, someone taps on her shoulder. It's a rough-looking biker, and he attempts to punch Suki in the face. Rude. But luckily, she's able to knock him back, right into Bubba, who crushes his throat. Sam, Suki, and Bubba figure out that this biker is a werewolf from Mississippi, and he had plans to kidnap Suki. It's a good thing Bubba was there. They get the body out the back door, and then Suki gets to work. It's just a regular day in Bon Tom. Regular, normal old day, Elvis crushes someone's throat and disposes of a body. <laughs> well, shook I up. love Bubba. Arlene, Suki's <laughs> friend and another waitress at Merlot's, asks Suki if the guy who was looking for her found her. He came in asking if Bill Compton's girlfriend was in, but didn't know who she was or what she looked like. That's puzzling. But Suki and Sam can't really put anything else together and the night passes without much further excitement. Until Pam comes in, that is. Suki has never seen her outside of Fantasia, so whatever she's here to say can't be good. And it's not. (laughs) Bill is missing. Suki says no, he's in Seattle. But Pam reveals that... 
to be alive and says that he's in Mississippi and someone got to him and it seems that whomever took him is interested in Sucky too. Bill was supposed to have returned the night before, which he didn't tell Sucky and was supposed to have met with Eric and Pam at Fantasia. Pam tells Sucky that Bill had some bad news for her. Sucky doesn't take this well and leaves. When she gets home, Sucky decides that nothing in her life is normal anymore. Love, it's been like that for a while. Yeah, how long has it been? About a year, at least, just with the vamp. No, no, it wasn't Christmas time. It started out in spring or summer, right? I can't remember. It's so boring being Six months. Bill. We don't have... It is. Time doesn't pass. No. At all. <laughs> well, if Bill were gone, maybe things could be normal. Mm. She wouldn't be involved in any of this vampire or wear or shapeshifter stuff if she hadn't met Bill. But she'd likely be a virgin too. So... We're weighing a lot of things today. Yeah. <laughs> Darn that ability to read minds! It mm. ruins all Sucky's normal relationships. Now she's worried about Bill, but angry with him too. She stomps up to bed thinking about how much she needs Bill and also about how her life must not be good enough for him to want to stay. I'm sorry, Sucky, but you're not the boring one in this relationship. Bill is no. the boring one. You need to reassess that. Yes, definitely. The next day, Suki doesn't feel like doing much of anything, but she eventually checks to see if Bill's computer is hidden in his sleeping spot at her house, which he told her it might be, and it is. So he knew that whatever was going to happen to him was going to happen, and he hid his computer. After checking for it, Suki realizes with sadness that she has finished the last thing he'd ever asked her to do. Dejected, Sookie goes back to bed. Oh, oh no, my bill, my oh, bill, bill, oh bill, oh, I need to do something for my bill. I best pay his bills again because he can't do it himself. <laughs> Anywho, Sookie wakes up extremely excited because Bill is back and in bed with her. As she unbuttons his pants, she realizes it's not Bill. It's Eric. <gasps> oh. <laughs> There's a considerable size difference in my opinion. <laughs> He's very tall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, Pam, and Chow have come to tell Sucky that Bill has been kidnapped, possibly by the King of Mississippi. Sookie finds the royalty absolutely hilarious for some reason, but doesn't see anything about what she knows about Bill working for the Queen of Louisiana. Eric says there was a mix-up at the airport and now Bill is possibly being held by the King, but that Bill went to Mississippi to see another vampire, Lorena, that he used to be in love with. Mm. Oh no. Sookie immediately hates her and wants her dead. She makes a deal with Eric that if she can find Bill and bring him back before the Queen realises he's missing, he'll kill Lorena. Eric tells Suki he has someone who will escort her to Jackson to look for Bill. I'm glad that she's just like... Bill is mad. Bill is mad. But why? He's so boring. He is is a stick in the mud. Suki is mad. 
You know what? No. Do you know who's coming in right now? Alcide Hervo! <gasps> Ruggedly handsome werewolf. <sighs> Alcide comes to Sicky's house to pick her up, and she serves him breakfast because he is man with manly attributes, and women should serve ruggedly handsome men if they are able. <laughs> You said that with a straight face. It's marvellous. <laughs> I hate this bit right here. They have an immediate attraction for each other because he is man. But he also just broke up with his girlfriend, Debbie Pelt, a shapeshifter, and she is already engaged to an owl. <laughs> Suki likes Alcide, too, but mostly because he is man. And also because she is missing the constant bill banging. <laughs> Suki and Alcide are going to go to a vampire and shifter club named Club Dead, where Suki will listen in to people's thoughts for clues about Bill's whereabouts. To prepare for the evening, Alcide suggests that Suki go see his sister, Janice, who owns a beauty shop, and get her hair and nails done. His sister is very nice to Suki, who is pretending to be Alcide's new girlfriend, and is glad that he is no longer dating Debbie. Yeah, aren't we all? Because Debbie is the worst. Ugh, Debbie. Oh, Debbie. Who's worse, Debbie or Bill? At least, but Debbie's interesting, but she's also abusive. Bill's just mm. boring, but a good shag, I suppose. But then yeah. Suki doesn't know any better. No, she doesn't. Mm. She'll find out. Soon? Eric would help with that. Shh. Eric would immediately. Mm -hmm. And so would Alcide. Mm -hmm. Immediately. Probably both together. Mm -hmm. All of them at the same time. Giving everybody a moment for that visual to just mature. There we go. When they arrive at Club Dead, Suki is startled when Alcide's truck drives itself away and then they are greeted by a goblin at the door. Amazing. <laughs> this place is very weird indeed. Unfortunately for Alcide, Debbie is having an engagement party at the club and she flounces over and insults Suki by implying she is a prostitute. That bitch. <laughs> bitch. The evening gets worse later when Alcide excuses himself to the restroom and a werewolf comes over and hits on Suki. She politely declines his advances, but then he gets aggressive and squeezes his crotch and also Suki's shoulder <laughs> enough to draw blood from the second one. <laughs> he does not squeeze blood from his own business. He squeezes it. That would be really aggressive. Anywho, this draws the attention of a very southern vampire who comes over, flicks his tongue, flicks his tongue, that's disgusting, on Sucky's wounds, and breaks the leg off the wolf. Alcide comes back then, feeling bad about what happened, but everything's okay. The vampire who came to Sucky's rescue is none other than Russell Edgington, the king of Mississippi. But he doesn't induce himself with his title. He insists that Sucky and Alcide come back to the club the following night to make up for the trouble that just occurred. There won't be so many flicks of his tongue that night. Okay. When they get back to Alcide's apartment, Sookie goes to her bedroom and is immediately greeted at the fifth floor window by Eric. He wants to know what's going on, and Sookie tells him about Russell. In amongst all the adventures of the night at the club, she managed to learn that maybe the king kidnapped Bill. It's important 
that she somehow get herself more involved with Russell and maybe even get to his house. But that's going to be tough, because he is gay. So Sookie can't use her sexuality to get there. She'll just have to figure something else out. The next day, Sookie goes to see Janice again. She gets her nails painted and tells Janice about Debbie's engagement party and they're overheard by a girl in the salon. She says some cryptic things about Debbie and how she's always out and acting crazy at the full moon. Janice, who obviously knows her brother is a werewolf and Sookie panic, does this girl know about shifters and wares? No. But she does think that Debbie is a witch and really she's only off by one letter. Oh, burn! Sick burn! (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Proud of myself for that one. (laughs) Later. Thank you. Later, back at Alcide's, after an adorable game of Scrabble, Sookie and Alcide notice a smell in the apartment and discover that the wearer who hit on Sookie is now a corpse hidden in Alcide's coat closet. Thanks. They decide that they can't call the police for help because no one will believe that this corpse just showed up in the closet. So they wrap him up in a shower curtain, sneak him out of the apartment, and drive him out to the woods in the middle of nowhere to dispose of the body. When they get finished, they have lunch, and they try to figure out who could have put the body in the apartment, but it doesn't really get anywhere. They also talk about how they'd be good matches for each other, but nothing comes of it because Sookie's still kind of with Bill, and Alcide is still hung up on Debbie. Back at the apartment later, Alcide gets a visit from Terence, the werewolf packmaster, who asks questions about Jerry Falcon, who is the guy they just so happened to disposed of in the woods. And that is a fantastic mobster name, by the way. Yeah, I love it. Alcide doesn't mention that, of course, because why would you? And does talk about what happened with Jerry accosting Sucky and the King of Mississippi intervening. Terence wants Alcide to leave Jackson, but they've got to go back to the club again at the king's behest. Since Terence and some of his pack work for the king, he understands the request. Eric stops by after Terence leaves and tells Sookie that he has searched everywhere for Bill, but he cannot find him and he's most likely dead. Again. Mm. Probably. Dead for real. Too bad, so sad. Suki cares. won't give up though and is determined to find out everything she can at the club. Eric says he'll be there in disguise to try and learn things too but he really thinks Bill is dead. Does he think it yeah. or is it wishful thinking? I think it's wishful thinking but I love that his disguise is his hair in a ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> ponytail and glasses. Who is this fellow? He's like the, he's doing a Clark Kent Superman. It works. He is. Oh, yeah, he is. The trip to the club that night is tense. When they arrive, the king is waiting for them, and with him are his human boyfriend, Talbot, an older vampire named Franklin, and Sookie's friend, Tara, of all people. <gasps> oh, no. Murder orgy survivor, Tara. Oh, yeah. Oh, murder orgy. This is not good. Tara is going to ask about Bill. 
and we can't have that happening. So they run off to the ladies' room, where Suki says her life is on the line, so do not say anything about Bill. Suki notices that there aren't many wares there, and then asks about how this place is kept secret from everyone else, and Alcide tells her it's spellbound, like by witches. They also talk about the night before, and Suki pretends to be upset, which doesn't match with her demeanor from the night before, and Talbot sees it. Then Tara comes to the rescue by pulling Suki up on stage for a very seductive dance that gets everyone turned on, especially Alcide, who then grumbles about Suki not looking too hard for Bill, which is odd. There is someone in the audience who isn't grumbly about the dance, though. It's Eric. Or Leaf? He's currently Leaf. <laughs> is this the California one? Mm, he, I don't. It's the same name, regardless of of his persona. Or was California when he went to Dallas? Yeah, but he also said his name was Leaf then too. That's just his obvious. It's just his alias, really, isn't it? it if you're going to have an alias, yeah. be consistent with it. It helps yeah. the line. It does. Before Suki can go speak to him, she picks up on a brainwave of someone at the bar who is about to stake a vampire. Ooh. King Russell's second-in-command, Betty Joe. Oh, that's not no. good. That's not going to be good at all. The man is with Steve Newlin from the Fellowship of the Sun, and they're about to make a scene. How did they get in? What? Suki, pretending to not be a telepath, shouts, Stay! and is promptly <gasps> stabbed. What? <laughs> two plus two equals five? <laughs> All the shifters in the club transform and take off after Steve, who makes a run for it while Betty Jo crushes the other man's skull. Franklin yes. and Tara rush over to Sucky, and then Eric, calling himself Leaf again, comes to help too. As the wares and shifters eat the crushed head guy and everyone else chases after Steve, Sucky, Leaf, Russell and Talbot head to Russell's mansion. So it's another uneventful night at Club Dead. <laughs> yeah, it's just eating a corpse on the floor. It's a buffet. Mm. <laughs> With the help of a vampire with extra healing abilities named Ray Dawn, they get the stake out of Suki and heal her. Suki passes out and wakes up later with Eric in bed with her. She thanks him for staying with her, and he suggests that there are ways of repaying him. And even though she says she's not going to have sex with him, they do start making out. As panties shift aside, Bubba crawls in through the window. <laughs> Oh, Bubba. <laughs> they ask him if he's been in Jackson this whole time, and yes, he has been, because Eric asked him to keep an eye on Suki. Somehow he managed to sneak onto the king's property without being noticed, and they use that to their advantage. Both Eric and Suki are pretty sure that Bill is somewhere on the grounds of the mansion, so they send Bubba to find him and make a plan to get Bill out if he is still alive. Eric gives Suki his blood... Which leads to more sexiness. But again, nothing comes of it. Well, <laughs> there it comes, but <laughs> that's just such a point. 
<laughs> Sookie showers. And when she returns to the room, Eric and Bubba are there. Bubba has found Bill. Yay! He's being no. held in a garage by a female vampire. Surely, Lorena. And two others and Lorena has been ta- have been torturing Bill with a knife. Eric leaves to get a car for Sookie and she plans to rescue Bill as the sun rises. The vampires will need to go to ground at daylight and the werewolves that Bubba assures Sookie will take over then will probably be tired because of their full moon adventures. This is the one and only opportunity they will have to rescue Bill. Just leave him. Just leave him. It's not worth it at this point. You've had your fun. Eric's had his fun. (laughs) Suki sneaks out, carrying a blanket to cover Bill and the stake that was only recently removed from her side. She finds the garage and sees the car Eric left for her nearby. She opens the trunk and then sneaks into the garage to find Bill. He's chained to a chair and covered in cuts. Sookie struggles to free him and finally managed to get all of the chains unfused from his skin. But then Lorena arrives. After a quick fight, literally the quickest fight ever in existence, Sookie, full of Eric's blood, and Lorena, wary from being awake in daylight, Sookie stakes her and gets Bill in the trunk of the car and then goes back and hides Lorena's body in the swimming pool. (laughs) Luckily, it's December, so the liner is on top. No one will find her there for a long time. <laughs> Sookie gets in the car and drives toward the mansion gates. The guard has no issue with her leaving, but asks her if she's coming back later for the crucifixion. Uh, what? No. Not likely. Not, not gonna come back for that. Mm-mm. Doesn't sound like a party to me. No. Mm-mm. I don't I don't want to see that. Oh. Suki takes off but has no idea where she's driving. She finds a gas station nearby and asks how to get to Jackson, and from there she manages to make her way back to Alcide's apartment. She parks in the darkest corner of the garage she can find and passes out. Yeah. Yeah, she's exhausted. She's been doing a bunch of stuff. She's just had a stake inside her, so you know. After waking But not the good kind. Not the good kind. Nearly the good kind, but not the good kind. After waking several hours later, she opens the trunk to check on Bill and is pushed inside. Sookie gets a brief trace of thought and realises it must have been Debbie who locked her in the trunk. Now, what is she going to do? She's locked in a trunk with Bill, who is starving and injured. Will he help her escape when he wakes, or will he take advantage of the living, barely breathing human locked in the trunk with him? Oh, that's exactly what he does. Suki tries to tell Bill that there is true blood for him to drink, but he doesn't listen. Trigger warning coming, guys. He bites and begins to drain Suki, and then he rapes her. After a lot of screaming and crying, Bill finally realizes it's Suki that he's just violated and nearly killed. He asks if Suki is okay. Uh, no, obviously not, Bill. Jesus fucking Christ. And then he punches a hole through the trunk roof so she can breathe. She explains where they are and what happened. And then Eric arrives and Suki passes out. Hate. Awful. Awful. Hate it. When she wakes up, she asks Eric, Alcide and Bill about the crucifixion that's going to take place at Russell's. 
They try to figure out whose it is. Maybe Bill? Maybe the fanatic who tried to stake Betty Jo? <laughs> Uh-oh. So Guy thinks a little harder and remembers seeing inside the wares thoughts. It's Bubba. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, Bubba. They decide to have Sookie call Betty Jo and tell her who they are about to crucify. And they get him down just in time and then ask him to perform. Sorry, dude, we're just about to kill you, but, you know, can you sing us a song? Yeah. After ending the call, Sookie is a little surprised that no one said anything about Lorena and Bill missing. But then she thinks of another corpse. The one in Alcide's apartment. So many corpses. So many corpses. So little time. Before they can talk about any of the corpses, werewolf or vampire, Debbie shows up. So Eric, Bill, and Sookie have to sneak out into the empty apartment next door. They listen to Debbie being a bitch for a little while, and then Sookie and Bill finally talk. And then she strangles him, and then they talk some more. Sookie reveals that she never said anything about Bill's secret project, and that she knows that Bill was planning on leaving her for Lorena. Then they talk about the secret project. Bill is making a vampire directory. Some vampires think it's great, and others, not so much. He's been compiling a list with names, images, dates, and other pertinent information, and believes he has about 80% of known vampires recorded. That's a pretty big deal. They stop talking and listen to Debbie and Alcide fight, Sookie thinking that they should never be together again. Then she realizes the same thing about herself and Bill. Finally! She decides she's done and asks Eric to drive her home. Now, is this Mm. done? Was this done done? It's hard to say. When they get pretty close to Bon Tom, Eric pulls over for gas. Suki goes inside to the restroom, and while she's in there, robbers come in and hold the gas station attendant at gunpoint. She has no luck, does she? None. Mm-mm. None at all. Suki thinks they are robbers, but actually, they're looking for her. Dang it. That's even worse. Dang it. That is even worse. Luckily, another blonde walked into the gas station at the same time, and the attendant was able to pretend she was the only one. Suki reads the attendant's mind and learns that he has a gun in his truck, so she sneaks out to retrieve it. Outside, she discovers that Eric is missing. Damn it! He turns up shortly, having been trapped in a silver net by the robbers, but he was able to get out easily. They go inside with the gun, and then Eric compels the robbers to tell him why they are after Suki. It turns out there are 40 others out on the interstate waiting to find a tall blonde guy, a big dark guy, and a blonde woman with a nice raft. (laughs) They're supposed to take them back to Jackson because they were suspected of having something to do with Jerry Falcon's disappearance. Eric compels the robbers to forget they ever saw him in Sookie. They leave the gas station and drive the rest of the way to Sookie's house. When they arrive, Eric complains about Sookie's driveway and she explodes in rage. She screams about being poor and doing work for the vampires and missing her actual job and Bill spending all his money on the Bell Fleurs. Eric asks if Sookie thought about telling him or Russell about Bill's vampire phone book and how much they would pay for that. 
but she didn't think about it at all, which maybe makes her even angrier. This conversation doesn't last long because Vensuki realises that there are several strangers in her house. Some wares, some humans. Eric is shot and Suki is grabbed and knocked out, but then Eric and Bill come in and eat everyone. It doesn't it doesn't really do anything to shoot a vampire. No. It stops him for maybe a few seconds. Yeah. Pisses them off a bit more. Yeah. After Suki wakes up, they talk about why they were attacked, and it was because of Jerry Falcon. Bill says he's going to kill him, but Eric intercedes, telling him that Alcide and Suki have already taken care of him after finding him dead in the closet. Then they talk about Alcide and Suki and Debbie and how Bill talked to Russell about getting a car to drive back to Bonton. Bill explains that Russell was angry with Lorena for letting him escape and agreed to leave him alone if he would put in a bid for him to get the vampire phone book. Bill also learned that the wares were after Suki, so he got in his car and drove as fast as he could to her house. Suki falls asleep, so the vampires leave, and then when she wakes up, she calls Jace to bring over her meal, and they realise that her driveway has been regravelled, and that later Elsie comes by to bring Suki her suitcase that she left at his apartment in Jackson. They talk for a long time about everything that happened with Debbie and how she's a pretty terrible person and how Alcide wants to try to have nothing to do with her anymore. Then they puzzle about who put Jerry Falcon in his closet. Either someone really mean or someone really stupid. Suki asks if maybe it could have been Debbie, but Alcide doesn't think she has what it takes to kill someone. Suki sure as hell does. Alcide then tells Suki that he's glad they met, and then they kiss, and he grabs her boob. <laughs> Romantic. Since she was attacked just the night before, the boob squeeze, it's, it's painful. So Alcide apologises, the trade phone numbers, and then he leaves. Suki is feeling pretty sorry for herself after that. <laughs> She's also very sore. Pam comes by to tend to her, at Eric's behest, but because she is vampire and Suki is only human, Pam can't be her lady's maid. It's like a literal quote from Pam. She says Eric and Bill will be by soon, but Baba gets there first. He's decked out in a spangly red outfit, fresh from his performances at Russell's. He apologizes for not being with Suki the night before when she got beat up, and then Suki realizes that it was Baba who killed Jerry Falcon. <sighs> Duh! Eric sent him to watch after her, and he's been following her around ever since. He knew Jerry hit on Suki at the club, and then he saw him breaking into Alcide's apartment. He followed him, broke his neck, and shoved him in the closet, thinking Suki and Eric would be able to take care of the body. Well, well, well. Case closed. <laughs> Bubble leaves. Oh my god. <laughs> what? I'm just... I'm not... Bubba leaves, and shortly thereafter, Eric and Bill arrive. Bill begins... Oh, no. (laughs) It gets worse. Bill begins brushing and braiding Suki's hair while they talk about the discoveries that were revealed about Bubba. Pam thinks this story is hilarious and Bill stops brushing Suki's hair when she says she wishes that she had known about what Bubba did to tell Alcide when he visited earlier. 
Bill begins brushing Suki's hair again. <laughs> Eric tells him that the Queen called him, upset that Bill has not yet finished his task for her. He says she will be pleased when he calls later, probably after he's finished brushing Suki's hair, and has finished the, the, the computer directory. Eric begins yelling at Bill after this, telling him he almost lost everything. Suki is tired of their arguing, so she rescinds their invitations to her house. Bill goes first, hairbrush in hand. <laughs> then Eric. Once they're outside, Suki laughs manically because she realises she has Bill's vampire phone book and no vampires have permission to enter her house to retrieve it. <laughs> the one paragraph there is far too much hairbrushing. It's unacceptable. But you do you remember last book? I said I was going to mention it every time it happens. It happens that many times in that last chapter. I wasn't exaggerating there, bro. Why is she letting him brush her hair when she's like, dude, you need to F off out my life. You're bad for I me. I don't know. I don't know. We need to take a break first and then we can talk about it. We can talk about all the hairbrushing. No. But we have... We, yeah. No. We're gonna. We're gonna. But we have to listen to this promo first. Okay. Hi there, I'm Vali, one of the hosts of the Reading Queens podcast. If you love books, fandom discussions, and having a good time, join your new internet friends as we take on such topics and more. Hosted by a group of published authors, Reading Queens is a podcast for every book lover. Every week we get together to blab about our favorite books, why we love them, and the book boyfriends we wish were real. You can find the episodes on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and other platforms, with a new episode launching every Wednesday. Thanks, now back to the show. Can we be back from our break? Yes. Did you brush your hair? No. <laughs> and nobody else brushed my hair either. <laughs> I don't know why I find it so hilariously terrible it's... that he brushes her hair all the time. It's gross. It's, it's, my, it's my favorite thing, but I hate it. I, it's horrible. It's like, dude, <laughs> stop brushing her hair. Stop brushing her hair. It's weird. It, the worst bit for me is the fact that, like, in book one, he establishes that he likes to do it to, like, family members. And then, it's weird. as he starts oh, brushing her hair, who he's just had sex with, oh. and it's like, this is not right. It's weird. It is. <laughs> it's so weird. And if there's one thing we can be grateful for in Suki breaking up with Bill, is that he should stop doing it. We'll see. Check back at the end of next month to see if Bill continues to brush Suki's hair. <laughs> so, other than the hairbrushing, which is everyone's favorite part, no. What else? Everyone's favorite part is everything, Eric. Oh yes, yes, you're right. You're one hundred percent right. Thank you. Do you know what else is everyone's favorite part? Like everything, Bubba. Yes, Bubba is a hero yes. in this book. She's just killing wares left and right. Sneaking around everywhere. 
Yeah. Nobody knows where he is. I don't understand how he can go so unnoticed. He's... It's the... He's Elvis. <laughs> it's the blue suede shoes. It's like, mystically stealthy. I like when, um, when Suki calls, you know, to get him uncrucified. <laughs> She's like, um, you know that, you know that, uh, Elvis impersonator that you've got strung up on your cross? He's not. And they're like, what? And she's like, yeah, it's really him. And they're like, oh, let me see if we can get him down real quick. And then they make him sing. Do you think he'll sing? Do you think he'll sing? As long as you, you, if he wants to, yes. Yeah. Ask him. Ask him if he's okay with it. And then and then Betty Jo's like, yeah, okay, sure. And if he's not okay with it, we'll just let him go. Like, oh, this is perfectly reasonable. I love this consent that we have. Just suddenly we have consent. But just don't say his name. Don't. Don't no. say his name. It's don't Bubba it. and that's it. Hmm. I do love, though, that this one chapter ends with him saying, thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah, Bubba's pretty great. How long it takes Sucky to realise that Bubba is the one who who got Jimmy Falcon, it's like, come on. Especially after that time where she and Alcide are talking about it and like, well, it's got to be someone really mean. Or really dumb. Like, who's the dumbest vampire you know? It's Bubba. Exactly. 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 Who's already killed one person for you just a couple days ago? That you know of. Bubba. He killed others for her as well when he first met her. He's done a lot yeah, of he's killing. Killed- he's very prolific, actually. Yeah, he's killing people all over the place. Killed it with rock and roll and now he's killing it literally no that was terrible yeah i'm sorry <laughs> do you know the scene when suki <laughs> kills lorena yes and she's like oh i'll just stick her in the swimming pool i got some serious sim vibes from that i was like reliving my best yeah. sim life where i dumped everybody in the the swimming pool and then closed it off yeah and then you put in outdoor grill next to a curtain fireworks please fireworks are also good uh-huh. fireworks in the locked room and alarm clocks as well all going off at the same time yes in the, in the yes of room. course of course crazy. of course all of them I've stopped yeah please. you know i was a little disappointed though in lorena's death because it it was just like a half a sentence Stabbing and them. then she was dead yeah it was like reading tolkien Spends absolutely freaking ages describing the sexy dance. And then when it comes to any kind of, you know, action, it's one sentence. And then there are 30 sentences about hairbrush. Yes. I can't believe I've just compared the Sugi Stackhouse series to Tolkien. I know. Um, I'm, I, I, I'm going with it. It's my help. But yeah. It's fine. But is it, Lorena? Do we know? Because Bill was out of it. He He could neither confirm nor deny that she'd killed Lorena. I mean, we can hope. You can hope, because she sounds like a pretty kick-ass, tough-as-nails vampire who's who who isn't going to be taken out by a little human barmaid. 
Yeah, but she's full of Eric's blood. And Eric is an old vamp. He is. But she's still wounded, though. Yeah, but she's full of... She she might be full full of Eric's blood, but she's still exhausted. That's true. And did she hit accurately? I don't know. She started to wilt. She started to shrivel. If you have a stick rammed into your chest, you're going to start to wilt a little bit. Take the stick out. I'm sure you'll be right as rain after a little bit. Well pissed no. off, but right as rain. I guess we'll just have to wait and see if she comes back. Yeah. If she bloats herself out of the swimming pool. <laughs> Do you think you just squeeze her like a sponge? Yeah, just just give her a good twist. Yeah. You yeah. Like stretch we'll her out have... long as well. Just mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. 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 That's why uh, they invented, you know, the draw and quartering. Vampires to ring out a vampire. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Stretch her out. Give her a twist. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> you just twirl her around and spank her with people's or use her like a wet yeah. towel on people's butts. Yeah. Yeah, she is she's a wet towel. <laughs> that's fair. I can live with that. I can live with that. Good. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I don't either. Um, do you know I really kind of liked that Suki got staked? And then the whole steak removal scene. That was pretty good. Okay. Yeah, no, I liked it. I I liked it, but I also felt really, I mean, apart from the fact that she just got stick, I felt really sorry for Suki because she just gets seven shades of snot beaten out of her every book. She really does. She really, really does. This one in particular. I mean, after the Maynard slices are open, she gets beaten up, she gets mauled, grabbed and everything she's attacked by Bill in the trunk mm-hmm. have I said staked staked she's staked and then you know just constantly being beaten up shot at uh, bitten mauled clawed. clawed and that's just the physical stuff she's gone yeah. through some horrible mental turmoil in this no one that yeah. Debbie is the one who trapped you in the trunk as well. Ugh, yeah. I hate Debbie. I hate Debbie. She's the worst. Ugh. She's such a bitch. I remember the first time reading this, hating Debbie so much and going, she's going to get a comeuppance. And then when she doesn't get the comeuppance by the end of the book, being really angry and then just like that being part of the driving force of finding out what happens to Debbie because something has to happen with Debbie. I'll see it's too much of a, a character now. He's got to be in there. The attraction between Alcide and Suki is established and they've said yeah. something's going to happen as soon as he can comfortably move away and not bring the Debbie baggage to the, their relationship, which is great and very yeah. mature of Alcide. That is. That is so great. And then he honks her boob. And then he honks her boob. Uh-huh. <laughs> But he is, uh, he's so great. He is so great. He's very kind. 
But that's because he's he great. Man. He's man. That paragraph, I mean. It wasn't just even that, that one single paragraph. No, that it was wasn't. The worst, it, but it was a lot. It was interjected all the way through, wasn't it? Yes. It's like, oh, he drives a maxi cab truck. He's man. And I really hated that she was like, well, it's just the proper thing to do to cook a man breakfast. Like, what? I know. I know these books are. They're not old. I mean. No. They're not old enough for that to be okay. not old enough for that misogynistic, backwards thinking to be so prevalent. I mean, saying that, have you seen what's going on on Twitter and TikTok at the moment? First published in 2004. Yeah. And it's kind of like, that is not 2004 thinking. No. And it was very frustrating. This is the first edition. But I do appreciate that Alcide, whilst, you know, being served, because he's man, he did the dishes, you know? Like, he's helping out. He did the dishes. He's, he's putting stuff up. He bought her a gift. Like, he's a good guy. Yeah. I'm, it, I'm putting it all on Suki. Alcide is yes. not the one to blame for her backwards attitude. No. And I don't. And can we can we can't blame her upbringing for that? I don't think because her grandma was tra- was by herself. Was by herself. And I think she had a lot of traditional values, but I think it was more values than, you know, man must rule the house and man, man. must have food on this table. Man, man must man. brush your hair. I well. No, stop it. Stop, stop it. Far, no. Sorry. Yeah, you did. You took it too far. But it, it drove me crazy. It drove me crazy. I hated, hated all of that. I just wish, I just wish that it hadn't been man. That it had been living partner, because she can't do that stuff for Bill. And like, I like to get up early and make breakfast for Jacob. Sometimes, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But like, I just wish that it had been. I want to do this for him because he's here, he's helping me, he's alive during the day, and I can make breakfast. Uh-huh. Because I, I'm awake during the night most of the time. I'm on the vampiric schedule most of the time. and well, just I wish it had been that. Yeah, a simple guest in my house. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I have that stereotype of Southern hospitality image where you come to the house and you will leave with a full belly. Regardless yeah. if you come to the house with a full belly already, you're having another meal. Yes, and th- that's the impression I owe. that that's a very stupid, very stereotypical impression of the South is that they will feed you. You enter that doorway and it's, it's true. fair game. It's true, and, I, I, and that's what I would have liked. Not the man, man, man. It drove me crazy. And the He's other thing man. that drove me absolutely crazy was her constantly going on about financial issues. Yes. Oh, it was so annoying. I get, I get the fact, and I think it is worthwhile pointing out that she was struggling financially. You know, she's not in a great paying job. There's no way she's in a great paying job being just a waitress no. at a bar. Especially given, you know, the American minimum wage must rely on tips mentality. 
Yeah, and everyone you know thinks she's crazy sucky. So yes, exactly. You know they're probably not going to tip well, and she's not going to be on. She's going to be on the day shifts quite a bit, not the night shifts where the tips are better. You know, so yeah. and I, I can imagine the house being old and having a lot of taxes and a lot of upkeep maintenance charges. I can get that. Yeah. So I understand she's going to have financial problems, but I don't need to know about it constantly. It was... No, she whined about it so much this time. All the way through. And the other thing that just drove me crazy was that in the same thing with the financial issues, she wants Bill's help because Bill's her boyfriend and she feels like, well, he's got the money and he could help me financially. But she doesn't want it because she doesn't want to be a kept woman. Kept woman. Which again falls back yes. to the man mentality man. of being archaic thinking. But then she's yeah. jealous of the Belle Fleurs getting financial help from Bill and this long dead lost relative. But then she rejects it because she I don't know, she wants it, but she doesn't want it. There's there's no way she can justify accepting financial help off Bill. That's not going to, I don't know, it just, it, it was driving me crazy. She and w- what makes it worse is that I can almost guarantee you that Bill would have given her money. But, except for the fact that she pitched such a fit in the beginning of book two when he bought that property... And was like, hey, you know, go and get your nails done, go and get your dresses, go and eat meals. And she made a big deal about being a kept woman. So I'm sure if she hadn't said that, he probably would have been like, hey, let me help you out. Hey, let's, you know, get new windows. Yeah. And the thing is... But she made such a big fuss. She made such a fuss about it. Well, that's it. I mean, Bill has made a modification on her house by putting the the hidey hole in a spare room. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, you know, it would be uncalled for for her to say the conversation of, well, I'm making these accommodations for you in my home, which is fine. You are my partner and I'm happy to do that. But I do need some other things doing around the house. So do you think we could also tie it in together? Or yeah. could you give me a hand and we'll do it and we'll, you know, do it ourselves? I don't know. There's a way she could have had that conversation with Bill. Or just saying, can I have a loan? Yeah. Like, hey, you just gave a lot of money to them, and that's great because they're your family and you want to take care of them, but, you know, I'm kind of your family too, and my house is a shambles. Yeah. And I do wonder how much work she's doing for the vampires because it's been a few months. Has there been other work that she's done as well that she hasn't been paid for or not? I don't know. I don't think so because when she screams at Eric that she doesn't have any money, he's like, "Well, what happened to the money that you got from Dallas, which would have been the last job?" And she's like, "Well, I had to pay my property taxes. Like, stuff costs money." Yeah, and I love the fact that Eric just doesn't even think about it. But that, I guess, that's the thing. Eric made a comment about the driveway, and that makes her explode, saying that she can't afford it. How many times yeah. has Bill driven? On that driveway. Bill's just a jerk. Bill is a jerk. And Eric isn't. Eric cares. <laughs> and he's like, was was it the pronoun conversation? Yes, I love that. That's that's in my uh, favorite final thought quote. Oh, well, we'll save it then. But it just shows you how much of an enlightened vampire Eric Northman is. 
I, th- yeah. I think that constantly comes across though, you know, when he's he's willing to go to the murder orgy with her and pretend to be gay and dress as flamboyantly and yeah. affects a California accent at one point and you know, he's just he's willing to play and have fun and not take life unlife so seriously. Yeah. I mean he is serious and he will he takes his, his you know, role as sheriff very seriously. Definitely. But Suki even notices it too. She says something one of the times when she's passed out and wakes up and Eric and Bill and Alcide are like all floating heads above her and she's like says, Oh, it's the three musketeers and like Eric laughs and no one else even reacts. She's like, Oh, Eric gets me. Eric gets my sense of humor. Yeah. It says a lot. Yeah, Eric's great. Eric's great. But you know what? Eric didn't grow up in uh, the American South. That is true. That is He's true. more worldly. I was watching a documentary about Vikings, actually, and it was talking about the burial uh, mounds and how they're retesting a lot of the, 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 the remains. And remains that were once ladies? assumed is it that? exactly the the once assumed to be male warriors are actually female so it's making everybody reassess the viking culture and then if you think about like the pantheon hello how many kick-ass females are in there yeah or you so know many. let's look at loki's gender fluid you know yeah <laughs> it's just like it seems if you it seems so progressive it's amazing and uh you kind of think, well, actually, yeah, Eric was probably from a fairly pro- progressive culture. If they were yeah. willing to, or they had many female people, you know, persons in, in power and responsibility. And yeah, yeah. And Bill is raised in the South during the 1800s. Yep. Ooh. yep. And I mean, which side did he fight for? <sighs> I'll tell you, Bill is not man. He's not man. 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 (laughs) What else? Hmm. Oh, oh, something that I really, 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 really liked is um, the subtle nods to witchcraft. Yes. Because you don't, I mean, right now in Sookie's world... It's just vampires, and then wares and shifters show up. Actually, the other way around. Shifters show up first, and then wares. And now, there's mentions of mentions of witches. And she's like, well, are witches real? <laughs> Why not? Yeah. And, I mean, it's such a great setup for what is to happen in the future. I, it, the very near future. Yes. The first three books are really the introduction for me yes yeah there's so much subtle world building yes and character introduction and basic yes. development and relationship yes. development because because charlene harris isn't afraid to say right okay you've got vampires so you're gonna have wares and there's gonna be a whole spectrum of wares oh and don't forget you've got shifters and we'll, we're going to bring in the maenad so you're going to have some mythical creatures in there as well and then you've got mm-hmm. the goblins and the yeah. trolls and the dwarfs god knows what else oh yes and if yeah. you've got all that of course you're gonna have witches yeah of course it makes so much sense but 
throwing it all in book one would have been far too much. It would have been so just oh, too, too, too much. much. But at least now we have all this concept. We have bad guys established. We have quote unquote good guys established. Is yeah. anybody really good? We have good? multiple love interests established. Yes. I think we were in an isosceles or dodecahedron. I don't know at this point. Yes. yes. So we have all of this there and it's great to be able to think carry on and see where she draws in and who needs to come in and who doesn't need to come in as things progress. Mm. I love that. But also we're at a point where Suki may stop giving us whiplash with Bill. Especially after that trunk scene and then the sitting in the apartment and hearing Debbie and Alcides arguing and she's like, actually I don't think this We're kind of the same. Yeah, this is not a healthy relationship. She literally just strangled him until she cried. Oh, I hated that bit. The way he just lies there, completely passive. And I can just imagine his face just being completely blank, just, you know, dead. Yeah. And that's that would make me even angrier because there's no emotion there. Yeah. It's just a log. But then right after that... She just snuggles up right next to him. Oh, and that, that, I hated that. I hated, well. it. I hated that. Hated it. Hated I it. Never, never liked Suki and Bill together, ever. No. No, there are so many better guys. All of yes. them. All of them are better than yes. Bill. He was good. But Bill's her first love. He, he was good for an initial shag. Like, have him for a month, establish things. But that's the other thing as well. Suki's just horny, and that's fine. If you are female and you are in touch with your sexuality, that is brilliant. All power to you. And it's like when she's thinking about Alcide, or just even like in the apartment, and then suddenly she's getting all hot and heavy thinking about sex. It makes me think, well, not that she's a blood whore, but is it just... She thralled? Yeah. Yeah, I you know, you kind of get that vibe. Yeah. So, but at this point, she's had so many different vampires' bloods. Yeah, it's kind of like thralling. <laughs> you know, she's not particularly thrall to one person, and I can imagine yeah. Eric's blood because she's had lots of that now. Yeah, be more powerful than Bill's, and you know, if she's going to be thrall to anybody, it would be to him. Should be forever. Should be to him. Yeah, because he's the best. What else? Do who's your favorite character? Bill Suki's hairbrush. <laughs> Suki's hairbrush is your favorite character that has ever been written. In in all the strongest possible terms, no. <laughs> <laughs> Brushing her hair. Oh, God. I, I hate that when they're there and, you know, they're meeting up and they're going to talk about everything that's happened. And she's just like, yeah, Bill came in and started brushing my hair and getting out my hair doodads just to, you know, show that he can. Oh. Because he knows where they are and he likes to brush my hair and I like him Stop to brush it. my hair too. But right now I can't physically brush my hair because I am beaten up. 
Yes. Ugh. And Pam can't be my lady's maid because she's vampire. Vampire? Or just a classy bitch? Yes, she is. Or both. I love Pam. I love Pam. Pam is who I want to be when I grow up. Pam is really great, but she was not my favourite character this time. The hairbrush was not my favourite character. Pam was not my favourite character. No. Is it Alcide? One of them. And Bubba? One of them. And Eric? (laughs) (laughs) Everyone. Everyone who's yep, not I agree. And Sucky. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. No, Sucky cannot be in this one with her man. Man. It's man. Uh, no, no. Shut up, bitch. Um, <laughs> grow some feminism. Stop. I don't know. Any, no, Alcide, definitely. He is the gentleman she needs. He is a gentleman. He's so great. I think he just and yeah, he just has general respect for everybody as well, which is nice. He does. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's a businessman. He's responsible. He, he's alive. He's a, he's a self-made man. He's alive. Man. He can kick her ass at Scrabble. Yeah, he can. <laughs> Do you think it was sexy Scrabble? Gonna... It could have been. No, probably not. Probably not the first game. Okay. Can I use the dictionary to spell Felicio? <laughs> the dictionary. Oh. It's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Terrible jokes in this episode. I'm watching you and judging you. I'm judging myself as well. Do you know what? Do you know what my favorite joke was? What? <laughs> Eric. <laughs> Nothing comes of that. Well, Eric does. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I don't think I don't think I can write a serious summary anymore. <laughs> not not with this, no. No. <laughs> the problem is, why are you writing a summary like that for the, like this type of book? You know you can't take it seriously. You know what we're going to either latch on to or find absolutely hilarious if you put a twist on yep. it. Yep. Man. The man I'm in the hairbrush. Man, some eggs and sausage. And this man, he can sit at my table. <laughs> I'm going to get him to squeeze my oranges for juice. <laughs> Anywho, favorite characters, I'll see in his manliness. Man. So manly. <laughs> Bubba, because Bubba. He's a hero. He's a hero. He is. He's the MVP. And Eric, because it's Eric. Yes. Yeah. That's all there is to it. <laughs> Were you surprised by anything? To it. Or is the second read through less so? Um, I just I forgot about the sexual high school dance. Yeah. And then and you know, and then I think about True Blood uh-huh. and the book and how they're alike and how they're different and like Franklin and Tara were <laughs> a huge thing. In this season, and Franklin was crazy bonkers and like 
super possessive of Tara and Tara was quivering her lip and trying to escape all the time and she couldn't. And, you know, Lorena gets staked and explodes in a pile of blood. So that was the same kind of. And then also something else that was different was uh, this is when um, they put Bill in the back of the vehicle and drive away. And Tara's also there because <laughs> because Tara is involved and her lip is quivering. But this is when the fairy stuff starts coming into play. Yes. And Bill goes outside in the sun. Because he's drunk so much of Sookie's blood. And I don't think I don't think he violated her in the TV show. No. But he, this is when he goes out in the sun and then like runs away. And then Sookie goes to the hospital, I believe. And like they discover that she doesn't have a blood type and she's never been in the hospital before. She's never been sick before, which I think they mentioned like halfway in one half of a sentence that she had never gotten She'd never been sick. She'd never been in the hospital or something like that. But this is where it starts to. (laughs) And Talbot, Talbot was a vampire, wasn't he? In the show? I can't remember. I feel like Talbot was. I, I really like Russell and Talbot. I think so. But it's established in the last one. By Eric, he said that vampires don't Vampires don't, don't mate. mate. And that's why it was so weird for Bill to be hung up on Lorena. Yeah. So. But in the TV show, Lorena was his maker. And also in the TV show, Godric was Eric's maker. And I don't think that's the case. No, it's not the case. Godric is not. No. He was just he was just a feller. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there there are I mean obviously there are quite significant differences there. Yeah. Bubba wasn't in the TV show, was he? <laughs> no, no, there was no Bubba. Oh my god, there were seven seasons of True Blood. Yes. I don't think I've watched all seven then. Season four has the same sort of idea. The same major plot device. But I don't want to say it out loud because we're not there yet. Season four and book four still have the same thing. I must have watched all seven seasons because I remember the pan back and the di- big table outside. The dining room yeah. table. Yes. I remember that. Outside uh-huh. in the sun with the unknown gentleman. The faceless, yes. So I must have. Do you know who Suki ends up with? Do you know the end? In the book? Yeah. No, it's a short story. No, she ends up with a guy at the end. At, not in the short story. No. At the end of the last no, book. No, I've never read the last book. I know, so you don't know who she ends up no. with? Holy bonkers! This is going to be fantastic! Yeah, I know. I'm dying to know. Oh, keep it inside me. Ooh. Ooh, secrets. Man. It's not Alcide. I just said man because I needed to say man. <laughs> Spoiler alert, it's not Alcide. Sorry. Were you surprised by anything? What? Stop talking about this. Um, Joe Magnolia 
however you pronounce his name. Flash <laughs> I don't Spider-Man. think it's like that at all. Mang- I'm, hold on, I'm looking at him now. Mang- <laughs> Mangliolia. Mangliolia. Mang- <laughs> I don't Mang- know. E- yes, uh, the, the uh, actor who plays Alcee. I think it's something Joe like Mangiello that. Joe being Flash Gordon Mang-Linolio. in Spider-Man. I'm surprised by that. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> I forgot we talked about that already. Um, <laughs> Je- Je- you surprised. Did I have a genuine surprise? Bloody yellow pages. Vampire yellow pages. The fa- the, ye- the vampire the phone book. Yeah, it's always terrible. The, the yellow pages. Well, he has like 80% of the world's vampires, he says. He, I don't he believe he him. Has. Do you know why I don't believe him? You're out of the coffin. You're just going to go willy-nilly making your vampires. Yeah, there's a million more vampires. Yeah. There's no way. No way he would be able to track down all of those people. Nobody would talk no to him. He's too freaking boring. Money, yeah. but then he's like, "Well, Bill, like- and Suki is mine. You cannot have Suki. I will brush her hair. Can you please tell me about any of her kin that you have made? <laughs> what was your name in 1952? No, boy, go there. Like, dude, no, hang up. No, thank I, you. I'd rather... And then he, like, sits and sketches a portrait of them. <laughs> <laughs> he cuts it out with his little scissors and puts a glue stick on the back and glues it into the to the, fair, the vampire phone book. He's making a scrapbook. It's a, <laughs> <laughs> it's a vampire scrapbook. That's what it He's is. A... It's not a vampire phone book. It's a vampire scrapbook. That's much better. He's a scrapbooker. He is. Because that's really what's happening. He puts photos in there. He's cutting and pasting. This is ridiculous. In my head, before we started rereading, it was always a vampire phone book, which is why I called it such. Well, but scrapbook is better. I, I like the idea of the scrapbooking just because of the pictures. I I I, I always thought of it as like the yellow pages of of vampire vampirism. Like with like advertisements and stuff. Yeah, bloody genealogy. You know it's going to have an advert Fantasia in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anubis Airways will have a full page spread. Yeah. But no, I, I, I just kept thinking every time they mentioned pictures, photographs, drawings. It's like, he's just scrapbooking. Yes. And you'll have some page, you like do different backgrounds and colours. Did you say, was, was it the wasabi, wasabi what's that tape called? The little designs on washi, washi tape. tape. Was, did you say wasabi? I don't like know. Was your sushi? Sushi tape. And Joe Mangalanolios. <laughs> hey, I'm on brand right now. I'm <laughs> can't pronounce a thing and stuff. Nope. Can anybody pronounce his name? No. I watched a video a couple of a couple of weeks ago with like people pronouncing their weird names or no 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 it wasn't a video i was reading an article about people's names that are often mispronounced and that was one of them my surname hello not mine my name's the most boring name in town and everyone can say every syllable of it is it time is it time to it's definitely time play would you rather we have to read every Bing. comment, that's why. It's time. Bing, 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 bing. What you rather? 
We asked on social Would media you rather? potentially one of the most important questions we have asked since Adrian versus Dimitri. Dimitri. I was thinking Edward versus Jacob as well. Oh, yeah. That was an important one. I mean, that's the same. That's really it's essentially, essentially the, same, the question. But we're being less specific. Would you rather date are. a vampire or a werewolf? <laughs> on Facebook, it's 50 50. On Instagram, 43% vampire, 57% werewolf. On Twitter, 75% for vampire. And on TikTok, straight up 50 50 again. <sighs> this is. I mean, this is a question for the ages, really. So it's, I'm very fine with it being pretty split down the middle for the most part. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I get, I get it. But did people answer fully understanding the context of Club Dead? No, I don't think. I, I mean, a lot of people did. A lot of people did, especially the people who follow us. You know, on on Facebook and Instagram. But, like, when I asked at the library, no, it was generic. Well, let's dive into the comments because we've got a few and I love each and we every do. one We do. We have them, a lot. So... Yes, same. Samesies. So, at Brie Tart on Instagram said, I'd rather date the werewolf. Nothing against vamps. They're classic. I just prefer the person I'm in a relationship with to be alive. Also, when they shift, puppy. Ah, puppy. Puppy. <laughs> Rebecca Garner, author on Instagram, said, Ooh, this one is hard. I think I'd have to go werewolf. More rugged. She mean? More man. 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 <laughs> Stephen Creations on Instagram said, In general, vampire. I'm already a night person to begin with. Pale AF. So I would fit in. And the whole healing thing will be awesome. Eric Northman is one of my top fear vamps. Samesies. But side note, yeah. Aunt Seed is the ideal werewolf NGL. Mm. Although, mm. ultimate favourite <gasps> in the Stackhouse world is Quinn, hands down. Not time for Quinn yet. Not time for Quinn, Quinn? yet. Quinn? Who is Quinn? Oh. Oh, man. He's man. Man. Oh, cook him some bacon. <gasps> Ooh, scramble some eggs. Oh, yeah. How do you like your eggs? Fried or fertilized? P.S. If a werewolf stands in the rain, will he smell like wet dog? <laughs> yes. At YA Under My Skin on Instagram says, It depends on the vampire or werewolf. Usually I'd say vampire. But if the option is Bill or Alcide, I'd be team werewolf. Oh. Team man. And for Amy to say that, whoa. Yeah, I, she is vampire queen. Exactly, exactly. Drew on Facebook, this is actual torture for me. Oh, poor Drew. But I think, as of Club Dead, I am team werewolf. <gasps> Starting to think I mostly just liked TV Bill. I love that Drew is reading this for the first time with us. It's amazing. She's not the only one either. There are other people. That's who are true. The there are others. Well. Yes. But club for the win. Woo! Coral on Facebook says vampire almost always, but when it comes to these books, I have to go with option C. Sorry, spoilers, but I gotta go with 
The were tiger. Oh, oh. Man. Man. Constance on Facebook says, I typically always like the wolves over the vampires. I just think they're hotter. And you're not helping things by the pics you used. Sorry, sorry. not sorry, Constance. Man. You should have seen the rejects. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. Annie on Facebook says, while I love Adrian, vampires tend to be moody, and that shit gets old quickly. So, werewolf. Although the fact that I am re-listening to Manners and Mutiny and Soap is delightful, yes he is, may factor into this decision. And Connell from Parasol Protectorate is grumpy, but does it in a Scottish accent. Oh, grumpy is allowed in a Scottish accent. Yeah, she's picking out some good werewolves there. Yes. Fully I love appreciate soap. them. I love soap so much. I want to know more about soap, but that's a different series. It is different. It is different. That may be intensely British. Oh. <laughs> Can I say um. the, the library comments this week are some of my <laughs> absolute favourites? <laughs> I love the library comments. I really, really love them. <laughs> I, 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 when you sent me them through, I was giggling away like a little girl. <laughs> Which one do you like the best? Um, vampire because I'm not a furry. <laughs> <laughs> um... I really like, I can't help it. Vampires are too sexy. Plus, if my werewolf boyfriend ever barks at a squirrel, it's over. <laughs> well, if if the barking at a squirrel in werewolf form, is that allowed? Is it just in human form? Because I've, I've got questions. I need to follow up on this one. I don't know who wrote it, though. I can't ask. I can't ask a follow-up. I need it. I need a follow-up. Just put a little corner on the, on the question board going, can you please follow up on this? Can you please follow up on the werewolves barking at it's squirrels? It's very important. <laughs> we we <laughs> got to know. <laughs> oh, do you want to do yeah. the other comments as well? Because they're just as delightful, really. Yes, yes. We have a Vamp. Vamps are a sexy AF, especially J.R. Ward's vamps, because they aren't dead. It's a plus. Or a pulse. Uh, vampire. Oh, it is. A vampire that sparkles in the sun. Somebody loves Twilight as much as we do. Excellent. Um, vampires, because Lestat. Also, werewolves are too hairy. I got into a conversation this week about saying how Lestat is like one of the better vampires because he just loves being a vampire, whereas yeah. Lily is boring AF like Bill because yes. he's just moody and like ugh, ugh, yeah ugh. he's a whiny bitch oh, shut up <laughs> let's see this uh, someone else chooses werewolf a warm body over a cold body and then and then yeah that's it <laughs> we've already covered the other two <laughs> I did like the aunt underlined in the aunt dead yes Okay. What do you pick? Oh, I forgot Vampire we've got to answer this, don't we? I know. It's purely it's on Club Dead. Purely on Club Dead. It turns for me not into Bill Alcide. You see, this this is the way I don't 
I need to talk my mentality out. I'm sorry. Uh huh. Yeah. It's if fine. it's based purely on Club Dead, and we're talking about, are you, who are you going to base a date? Sucky, and I am sucky, and the options mm-hmm. are boring Bill or man Alcide. Man. Then it's going to be Alcide. Yes, because he's man. Because he is man. Man. He has a job and a pickup truck. He is man. Man. But if we're going to generalise the vampires in the Suki Stackhouse world, we have Eric Northman. Yes. But for the sake of being the options, the romantic options in Club Dead, for Suki and pick a werewolf. Because Bill's boring AF. And also not healthy. I mean, he's dead, so... If it wasn't Bill, if it was, say, Eric... If it was Eric, it would be who, vampire all the way. <laughs> all the way. Because he also, like, he cares for her. He takes care of her. He has a sense of humor. Like Alcide does. Alcide takes care of her. They're both very good guys. Anyone's better than Bill. So if it's Eric, which we do spend a lot more time with Eric in this one than we do with Bill, I'd have to, I mean, I have to pick Vampire. Yes, I agree with that. If it's but Alcide is so, Alcide is so man. But I think, I don't know, it's, it depends on who we're establishing to be the vampire and who we're establishing to be the, the werewolf. Right. Also, also, I kind of think, if I'm Sookie and I'm just vampire or werewolf, no, no man is involved. It's just the ideas. Yeah. I think if I'm Sookie, I have to go with vampire because I can't read their minds. She can't fully read the minds of the wares and the shapeshifters. Yeah, but she gets, but she gets visions. She like she can see into their minds sometimes, and nothing, except for very very rare occasions, does she get anything, any signals from a vampire. And I think I would need that. That's true, but I can't help but feel that vampires are an unhealthy option for her as well, because. The as soon as they get her blood, and we know there's something different about her blood. TV show establishes what's going on very quickly, whereas the yeah. books don't. It's it, it's a while off before we realise how and why yeah. she is different. So there is that spoiler in that. Um. So, but but you know she gets stuff from their blood too. That is true, but. Which is more life-threatening? I don't know. I feel like a werewolf, you know, catch them at a bad time. They're at their time of the month. You all have a time of the month. I don't know. I'm picking vampire. Yeah. Strictly for the mind reading. I'm picking man. Man. Just because it's Alcide <gasps> versus Bill. In my head, I've read it. And we always said with the would you rather, it's your own interpretation. My interpretation That's is true. as sucky. Mm. Who is better for me, Bill or Alcide? And it's Alcide. Alcide. Hands so I've down. Got to do, I've got Hands to go down. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's Next fine. Question. Would you rather get non lethally staked or beat up by five dudes? This is one of your terrible ones. <laughs> it's been a while. 
Uh, now, if I get non-lethally sticked, Eric comes and rescues me. And then I get a make-out session with Eric Northman. So I'm going with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with that because it's... I think it's more painful, but it's pretty much one and done. Yeah. And getting beat up by five dudes, I mean, that sucks. You get staked in the stomach or in the side and the hip, wherever she was staked. But, like, she gets punched in the face. Yeah, that that's going to hurt. I don't want to get punched in the no, face. I think they would do, I think they would potentially do more damage as well. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to get staked too. Okay. Next question. Would you rather be the monarch of Louisiana or Mississippi? Oh. They both have pretty big cities. But I'm pretty sure we've established in many, many other vampire books that Louisiana, you know, New Orleans is the vampire capital. Yeah. So I think I'm going to go Louisiana. I'm literally looking at a map of Mississippi now because apart from having a huge river, I don't know much about Mississippi. Yeah, it's got to be Louisiana. It has to be Louisiana because, I mean, you've called it there. You've got New Orleans. Yeah, we know. We know with all of our other vampire books, New Orleans is very important. Exactly. And I can imagine there being, like, I've always wanted to go to Baton Rouge as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to go New Orleans. Okay. It's got to be a coastline as well. Sure. Beach is nicer. I don't know. But then, hurricanes. True. But Mississippi must get inclement weather as well. Yeah, tornadoes. So... Probably tornadoes more than anything else. And this sounds really horrible, but as long as your vampire constituents are safe, your food sources easily obtain somewhere else. You know, as the monarch of this area, my vampire constituents are my main thing. Right. Plus... Plus, you get to rule over Eric. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it all comes down to Eric. <laughs> no, everything. Derek, Eric comes down to. Eric does come. End of sentence. Question four. Oh, it's the secret ones. It's a secret. It's a secret. Okay. I'm loving our secret ones, by the way. <laughs> Would you rather... Have tears licked off your face by Eric or have him ejaculate on your back. What the hell? (laughs) I almost, I started out with, would you rather have tears licked off your face by Eric or your shoulder flick licked by the king? Flick licked. But I went with ejaculation instead. Oh my God. (laughs) I mean. Very appropriate. On one hand, (laughs) it's kind of weird. But on the other hand, I would finally get that age-old question that we posed from book one. What is vampire ejaculate? And You know, my, my hypothesis was blood. Yes. So that's kind of icky. 
I don't think it's blood, though, because <laughs> they would have mentioned it. She would have mentioned her back being covered in blood. Would she, though? Would she? She didn't see it. She, she wasn't looking in a mirror. She washed it away. I'm pretty sure it's not blood. I'm pretty sure it's just regular old everyday cum. But how? How? He just drinks blood. He doesn't I don't have know. anything else to... Magic. Magic. God. Magic no, cum. I'm sorry, but man. <laughs> no matter if they're dead or not, man. do not have magic balls. Man is just man. man. It's magic. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. Magic ejaculate. Majaculate? Majaculate? It's majaculate. <laughs> I don't know the answer to this. <laughs> I'm going to go with have tears licked off my face because mm-hmm. I kind of like the weirdness of it. Yeah. It's Crybaby. It's Crybaby with Johnny Depp. <laughs> Have you seen Crybaby? <laughs> they like they like tears. Um, oh my god, years ago, not in recent memory. You need to watch it, and then you need to put Eric's face on Johnny Depp's body. That's gonna be hardship. Um, <laughs> he's in a Viking thing and doesn't wear much clothes. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna go with too. Especially now that we've created the term majaculate. Um. I don't want to be involved in that. <laughs> Majaculate. It's just disgusting. I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's just nasty. It's that right kind of nasty, isn't it? It is. It is. Right. Okay. We, we're both going for tears. We, we're moving on. Yep. Question yep. five. Well, so wait, what if it was the other half? What if it was face lick by Eric or shoulder Flick lick by the king. Still Eric, because it's Eric. Because it's Eric. It all comes down to Eric and his majaculate. It does. He's his his does majaculate also make you think of like sparkles and his you know, somebody's like you talk about somebody being effervescent. Eric is majaculate. He is. (laughs) Question five, which is my secret one. (laughs) I'm scared. Would you rather snuggle with Eric or play Scrabble with Alcide? Oh. It's not as fluid as yours. (laughs) 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 Um, you know, I really like a good game of Scrabble. I'm going to play Scrabble with Alcide. Because, like, snuggling with Eric, you know, they're... They're very, um, you know, cold and hard. I feel like he wouldn't be very snuggly, even though he professes to be snuggling. I feel like he's not very snuggly. So I'm going to play Scrabble with Alcide. What are you doing? I'm going to snuggle with Eric, but that's because I hate being too, too hot in bed. Like, I'm I'm the type oh, of person who sticks mm. their feet out of the bed all the time because I'm too yeah. hot and then realise monsters live under your bed and have to pull them back in. Right. And I suffer. Yes, but now eat. monsters live in your but bed. But the monster is in my bed. So that's fine. So I know where the monster is. So yeah. it, instead of having that hot radiator on my back, I've got, like, this nice, cool... And to be fair, 
they'll probably naturally warm up in the enclosed... Just being in close proximity. Under the duvet. Yeah. Under the fictional hangover duvet. Yes. So I'm going to snuggle with Eric. Okay. There might be some ejaculate going on there. There could be. Oh, no, no. Majaculate. <laughs> oh, this just... I feel like there's so many meanings behind that word. I, and we need to go on Urban Dictionary and get it on there. We do. We need to get it on. Urban Dictionary. Urban Dictionary. <laughs> All right. I would say this entire Excellent. episode is degenerated, but I think it started off that way. It did. It did. <laughs> There's no help in this. Oh, dear me. All right. Favorite final thought quote? There's some pretty good ones. There's some pretty good ones in this there one. There are. There are a lot. I remember chuckling at a few of them when I was at work and in a deathly quiet office. It was quite loud. <laughs> Better be screwed physically than financially. <laughs> yep. I agree. It was an appropriate day to dump a body. <laughs> Which I always feel like it sounds like a Klingon going, tis a good day to die or something like that. It's an appropriate yes. day to dump a body. It is. And sometimes the bitch wins. To which oh. I say, be that bitch. Be that Be bitch. That bitch. Yep. What's yours? Yep. My favorite one, I'm pretty sure, is Eric saying, I don't like having feelings. Because that is me. <laughs> um, I also really like... I don't think you can be too sure about that possessive pronoun. Where did you learn that term, Northman? I took English as a second language at a community college in the 70s. Can you just imagine Eric in a community college in the 70s wearing, like, bell-bottoms and polyester shirt? Yes. Yes, I can. With his hair, this long hair. Yes. Yes, I can. And his majaculate. He would be majaculate all over. Yes. Yes. Um, what else? <laughs> I'm self-educated from genre books. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> Suki hasn't started going to the library, which I believe she goes to the library quite often later, or mentions returning her books to the library. She always says that she has, she reads a lot and she's very well yes, read. So she did in the last I one just, quite a bit. Yeah. So I appreciate this self-educated from genre books because I'm pretty sure we are too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look at us. And then we, we know the word majaculate now. We do. We created a word. We speak good English like. We do. Um, I think another good one is my grandmother had not raised me to be a murderess. It's like he's murdering people all over the place. I also really like, I have a tortured vampire in my trunk. She wanted to say, but she didn't say it. She thought about it. I always liked Eric going, oh, was it, Eric, what are you doing here? Snuggling. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> it's pretty much 90% oh. of what Eric says you can quote. Yes. Uh, another one that he says is, you are speaking of my future lover. Be more respectful. <laughs> when the burglars are talking about her boobs. <laughs> hey, that's very chivalrous of him. You know, that's very nice. That's yes. what you want to hear. You know, and, yes. and plus the, he's driven, you know, he's goal setting. Yeah. But also if you sell Eric Noah, he he respects that. Right, he does. And he has a sense of humour. Yeah, Eric's the winner. He is. Remember, it all comes down to Eric. <laughs> if you liked this, try this. What? What are you suggesting today? Uh, I'm quite sure I've already suggested it once. And I know I talked about it with Lish McBride, but you're getting it again because whatever. It's fine. Nice Girls Don't Have Fangs, which is Jane Jameson, book one by Molly Harper. This is one of these book series that I listen to every year because it's like a comfort read. I know exactly what's mm-hmm. going to go on. It is full of snark, but it's also full of f- humour and a librarian and vampires and revenge and vampires and, yeah, books. Okay. She, she's a librarian that goes on to open a bookstore. Come on. And be a vampire. Maybe the... the Summaries from Goodreads. Okay. Maybe it was the shenanigans gift certificate that put her over the edge when a children's librarian and self-professed nice girl, Jane Jameson, is fired by her beastly boss and handed $25 in potato skins instead of a severance check, she goes on a bender that's sure to become Half Moon Hollow legend. On her way home, she's mistaken for a deer, shot and left for dead. And thanks to the mysterious stranger she met while chugging neon-coloured cocktails, she wakes up with a decidedly unladylike thirst for blood. Jane Mm. is now the latest recipient of a gift basket from the newly undead welcoming committee, and her life after lifestyle is taking some getting used to. Her recently deceased favourite aunt is now her ghostly roommate, she has to fake breathing and endure daytime hours to avoid coming out of the coffin to her family, and she's forced to forgo her favourite down-home southern cooking for bags of O negative. Her relationship with her sexy, mercurial vampire sire keeps running hot and cold, and if all that wasn't enough, it looks like someone in Half Moon Hollow is trying to frame her for a series of vampire murders. What's that nice young girl, dead girl got to do? Mm. love it that sounds like fun it's a really fun series and there's like 20 books all tied into it now like there's four of the main series but there's loads of offshoots and it's it's just nice. delightful nice it's yours Undead and Unwed by Mary Janice Davidson got that yeah, yeah. got it on well I had the physical books but now I've got them all on audio first Betsy Taylor loses her job then she's killed in a car accident. But what really bites is that she can't seem to stay dead. Now her new friends have the ridiculous idea that Betsy is the prophesied vampire queen, and they want her help in overthrowing the most obnoxious, power-hungry vampire in five centuries. It's a good time. It's a snarky one as well. It's fun. Yeah. Do we have an indie spotlight this week? Yes, and this indie spotlight, I know that we were talking about very mature, mature things in this episode. Oh, it's high and class this episode. indie spotlight. What? It's a high class episode, this one. 
It is. This indie spotlight has some tenuous links, TM, yes. our favorite thing. But it's also a middle grade <gasps> book, and it sounds really, really cute. And we've been emailing back and forth with Martha, the PR manager for this book, since, I don't know when, November, December? <laughs> and this book just came out a few days ago. Ooh. And it's and it's also exceptionally British. Right? Hit me with it. It's called Tales, The Animal Investigators of London by Martin Penny. Yowl is a very special tabby kitten owned by six-year-old Lucy, sitting on her lap through endless children's books. He learns to read. <laughs> From the local paper, he discovers there's a criminal on the loose in Croydon targeting cats. TV news reports confirm over 70 incidents. With the help of his feline neighbors, he enlists the support of Big Red, the leader of the foxes, to hunt down the killer. Secret, a squirrel who's afraid of heights, will play a crucial role, but it's Hoot the owl whose help they need most. An eye in the sky will prove essential in identifying the culprit. Yowl will be forced to risk his life to earn his assistance. Just as they're making progress, the police close the case. They point the finger firmly in the direction of the foxes. In response, Big Red steps up their involvement. Together, they identify the killer. But what can they do to stop him? The Animal Investigators of London is a charming and humorous tale of an uneasy alliance of neighborhood animals coming together in the face of a dangerous criminal. The narrator, Yao, has much to learn, but nobody can question his bravery. Featuring cats, dogs, a squirrel, a pigeon, and a whole skulk of foxes. But I picked this one because of all of the shifters and all of the wares and all of the animals, and they're solving a murder. That is perfect. It's a perfect fit. Oh. Oh. It sounds really, It sounds really, really cute. cute. I'm on, I'm on a, the Waterstones website right now, and it's due to be published on the 31st of March this year in the UK. That's the UK release date. I think here it came out on the 22nd. It's out soonish recently, and it's so cute. It, it sounds like a book that my son would love, actually. I know. I told you about it. As soon as we got the email from them, I was like, you need to make Matthew read this book. Yeah, we, you need to share this book with Matthew. Yeah, it, it sounds it sounds different. For, he's, he's read some of the animal investigation books that are set in London as well, um, and he really, really, really enjoyed them. So this is where I hope is Ali. So what we need to do is we need to have him as a guest on the podcast and talk about this book. <laughs> Good luck with that if you Pokemon the entire time. <laughs> Look, we can save it we can save it for a while. Yeah. Until he's ready. Yes. Until we can get a coherent sentence about something that we need to talk about. <laughs> Instead yes. of me going, focus, focus. No, stop playing with that the would, keyboard. That would be the cutest episode of Fictional Hangover ever. It would be freaking adorable. But I'm biased and think that would have a case, so. Maybe we'll have to do a bonus episode then. Yes. 
A short, short, very short bonus episode. Short. Did you like the book? Yes. What was your favourite part? The animals. <laughs> I think it's great. I should give them bonus episode. I, I, I can feel it. We'll 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 look into it. Definitely. I think I'm, I'm not giving him enough credit. He's a voracious reader. You know this. He would absolutely love it. It would not be the quality of episode that you used to. It would have to be a 10-minute bonus. I think it's fine. 10-minute bonus, it will be adorable. Okay. 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 So, that's it for this episode of Fictional Hangover. I'm Amanda. (laughs) And I'm Claire. Join us next time as we start a new month. This one is... I can't remember our clever name for it. Book to film. Book to screen. Page to screen. Mm, 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 mm. That's what it's that's what it boils down to. I'm busy that's summarizing what it one now. Comes down to. Read the movie, watch the book. Read the movie, watch Read the book. Read a book made into yes. or inspired by a movie or TV show. Then watch it. Which one's better? Mm. So, we're going to cover There's Someone Inside Your House by Stephanie Perkins, which has been made into a movie on Netflix. And I'm pretty sure we need to have a teleparty. Yes, fictional Hangover Theater 3000. Yeah. Look out for our Would You Rather polls on social media. Don't forget about our book club and monthly challenges on Facebook. Be sure to visit our shop on Redbubble at fictionalhangover.redbubble.com for all your favorite fictional hangover-themed duvets. And become a patron of ours on Patreon at patreon.com slash fictionalhangover. Until next time, remember, the only cure for a fictional hangover is another book. You can find us at fictionalhangover.com. Follow us on Instagram at fictionalhangover. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash fictionalhangover. And on Twitter at fictionalhangover, no E-R. If you like this episode, check out our others and rate, review and subscribe so you don't miss out. And finally, special thanks to Liz Emerson for our music. You can find her on Facebook and Patreon. Thanks for listening.